What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the podcast, I sat down with a real estate agent who started off at a very young age, very early on in his career at high-end luxury listings. He's known as the Heli Realtor on Instagram and TikTok because he's often found flying helicopters to and from his luxury listings. He's also known for his amazing videos on social media. Welcome to the show, Dylan Tent. All right, welcome to the show today, Dylan. How are you doing? I'm doing really great, how are you? Great, because I'm excited to chat about luxury listings. I know there's a lot of real estate agents out there that would love to sell the same amount of homes, but get paid more to do it, you know, increase their volume. Luxury listings is a great way to do that. So why don't you start off by telling everyone a little bit about yourself and how you, you know, got into this luxury listing world. So my name is Dylan Tent. I work in the Metro Detroit area. I am a helicopter pilot and I used to take pictures of people's houses from the air and sell them door to door. Um, a customer of mine said if I got my real estate license I could sell this house and it was a million dollar house. At this point I'm 23, I've never had a job. He gives me this listing. My second listing was for a million three from somebody else I sold a picture to. And then I did an open house at my first listing and got one for 2.7. All of this was within three months. And wow. Everybody kind of assumed that I was able to work on these luxury properties when in reality, none of those three properties ever closed. I didn't really know what I was doing. But after that, we started picking up luxury listings, um, you know, by creatively advertising them. And it's, I've, I've, you know, consistently been doing a lot of luxury properties throughout my whole career uh, from that start. What do you think is the key to you know, marketing a luxury home or marketing to a luxury seller or buyer, you know, to get them to use you compared to what the normal real estate agent is doing with their marketing. Like, what do you have to do? What do you have to do differently? So I always, when I started out, I studied uh, the luxury marketing. I work at Sotheby's and we have a lot of tools for, for luxury, but most agents, I mean, a lot of them in our office don't even know how to, how to pitch them, what we even do. So they couldn't go to an appointment and tell you what was different or special. So I read every page of everything we had and I'd show them, you know, not only are we going to be on Mansion Global, Dwell, Architectural Digest, you know, you name it, all these media partners and platforms. What we'd also do is um, I would be able to get more eyeballs on their property than anybody else. And at the end of the day, I'd tell them, listen, I don't have the most experience. I don't have the most sales. Uh, I haven't been doing this for very long. I don't know the most about architecture, but I do believe I can get more people to look at your property on the internet than anybody else. And then I would back that up with data by showing them, I mean, back in back when I started, TikTok wasn't there, but I'd show them my Instagram engagement. I'd show them, you know, my Instagram engagement versus Zillow, versus the MLS, versus mm. how many clicks you get on all those other platforms. And when I'm, I'm a, you know, going 10,000% more engagement on my own stuff than anybody else. Listen, they could hire the top agent in the area and they're going to be on those same websites. They're all going to take great pictures, but they couldn't beat me with the, the video engagement that I would get. And people just love, we do a lot of goofy stuff. I, I'm sure, I know you've seen a lot of the ones we've done, but um, you know, when I started, people were doing really basic, boring drone videos that were just, 
you know, here's the house, this is the address, you know, they'd use music from iTunes and we, <laughs> you know, we've cameoed, you know, Happy Gilmore, we've cameoed Top Gun. Um, you know, we've jumped motorcycles over people's houses and off of their pools and used unicycles and dogs and all these creative ways where, you know, if I do just a normal video of the house, I might get two or 3,000 views. And I've had stuff get two or 3 million views just from, you know, kind of making a fool out of myself. I on mean, what on what platforms are you getting those kind of views? Like two to three million, I, I assume TikTok? TikTok is, yeah. I have gotten probably my, my best on Instagram, I think was my Happy Gilmore one. The first time we did that, we got uh, around 550,000 views on there. Um, Facebook, we'd get 30 to 50,000. TikTok, we've had one to two million. And that's only a couple times because the houses aren't that crazy in Michigan. Like uh, a big sale here which is five or six million and those are rare. Um, there's areas that have higher, but you know, the two to three to four million area is really um, the upper point in a lot of areas around here. And I, and I get a lot of those every year, but you would be amazed at what our, what two to three or $4 million buys you here compared to other places around the US. So you got really cool properties to show off, but you're, you're, you're doing some pretty creative things yeah, in particular we with video. Yeah, particularly with video. I mean, we land at helicopters and seaplanes at properties all the time. I, being a pilot, that's that's one of the things. If there's somewhere that I can stuff a helicopter in their backyard, it's happening no matter what. But even even that, like the other goofy ones we did, you know, get just as much if not more traffic. So you know, you don't have to go out and get a pilot's license to get luxury listings. You do have to be really good at your listing appointment, pitching the luxury marketing, and understanding what you actually have to offer. Because you'd be amazed what people actually show up with. It's like a couple of comps printed straight from the MLS, and they they say, you know, we're going to do an open house. We're going to take these great photos, and and that's really their pitch. And, and we go a real deep dive into um, what we're doing, the value. Because you know, most most brokers would spend the majority of their commission check, you know, being on Mansion Global, James Edition, Dwell, Architectural Digest, all those other platforms, and we do it automatically. So. Um, I just think whatever your, your brand or brokerage has to offer, make sure that you really understand it. And if you don't have those tools, you, you have to come up with ways to, to seem like you can get more engagement and more views online than anybody else. Because everybody in that price point expects you to be a professional and they want something special. That these, these videos that cost you know a thousand or, or more to make, they're resumes for the rest of your career. So anytime I have a contemporary house, I can show them, you know, my Delano listing, right? That we we did the motorcycle off of the pool, and while we're and then jumped jumped into their pool in a you know a business suit, and it's just it's always fun. But I you know some people are are kind of afraid to get on the camera though. Yeah, how do you how how did you get over that fear? Or if you didn't have it, what's your advice to an agent thinking about increasing their video presence that you know has has some anxiety around it? Well, I, I grew up doing extreme sports. I raced motorcycles, um, you know, flew helicopters, lots of snowboarding stuff. And my dad was a, a chiropractor that would do monthly lectures, and I would introduce him at those lectures as a young kid. Mm. So I was, and I was homeschooled until age eighth grade, which would make people think, oh, you're not social. But um, I was always around adults. I was talking to adults as a young kid. So I was never, never that intimidated by it. Um, but you know what, if you are gun shy or camera shy, go take a Dale Carnegie course and it will change your entire life. Yeah, that's, I, I, 
that's interesting advice. I think, you know, I've listened to his book. Um, yeah. What is it? How to, how to win friends and influence people. Yeah. And uh, that, was, that, was, that was some years ago, but I still remember a lot of the things just from that one book. So I'm sure a class would, you know, be even better. And I, I think the more uncomfortable you can get in other situations, then the more comfortable you'll be with doing something that may be new. And, and maybe for you or, you know, who's listening, maybe that's video. Right? Well, and, you know, I'd also say the faster you're willing to fail, the faster you'll earn because these people are so afraid of failure that they just get trapped for a very long time before they'll go out there and realize it's it's not that scary. And it's actually funny talking about books, but I um, you know, I manage a, a real estate office in Michigan and hyper local hyper fast is something that I've recommended to every single agent I've consulted or coached over the years and I, I it's it's almost funny because when I found the book online, it seemed like the initial marketing, because it was just when it came out, almost seemed like it was like a guru and like it might not have been, a, a you know, it, I, I didn't really know what, what it was, but I was like, I just found this book and I, it was like, oh, build a real estate business really quick. And I'm like, man, this is, all this stuff is dynamite. And like your book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Ninja Selling are, are all ones that I, I've just really enjoyed over the years. And I, I, I encourage people, you know, if you don't like reading, read 10 pages a day you know, in the morning and it will completely change your business hmm. as well. Yeah, I think that's another solid piece of advice. The, the, um, I think, I think another point to bring out on the video thing, if, if you're afraid and, and I, I always like to mention this whenever I can, cause I know, I know some agents are, um, they, they don't last as long as you think. I know everyone thinks like once it's on social media, right, it's, it's permitted, it's out in the world and, and, you know, if you, if you say something very, really, really awful, that, that, that can be true. But uh, outside of that, you know, if, if you make a video, it, it's like in the feed for like minutes or, or hours, right? It's like, I think a tweet lasts like seven minutes, basically. Uh, a Facebook post, maybe a couple hours. A TikTok post, you know, probably like 10 seconds. Like, so they're, you know, less than 5% of your followers are, are going to see most of the posts anyway unless you make something that's really good so it's or really bad it, it's yeah but it's it's almost like this forum where you get like unlimited free practice in a way <laughs> and i'm sure you've i'm sure like you you know three or four years ago you were making videos that you thought were cool in the moment and put a lot of time into and now you look back and you're you're like almost cringe right or you're like wow i've, I've gotten a lot better since then right like we all kind of have been there yeah, right. um, you know, I, I look back at some of my first videos. I'm like, gosh, I was so awkward. But, you know, by by just doing it and not being afraid, if people thought it was bad, you know, you get better. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. And that's the thing. It's just repetition and practice. And most people most people will try something one time and then they won't do any, They won't do anything after like, oh, I didn't immediately sell a two million dollar house. This doesn't work. And. You know, it's like I, I saw something on TikTok the other day. It was funny. It was just a, a quick study. But um, a group of people went and door knocked and asked who is the top real estate agent in an area. And, you know, varied responses, right? This guy, this guy, this guy, that guy, whatever. No, no, no real rhyme or reason <laughs> pattern. And then they made a fictitious person. Um, they mailed it. Eight, they mailed this fictitious person that they made up. They mailed these addresses eight times in eight weeks. 
And then they went back and asked again. And every single person said the top agent in the area was this fictitious person <laughs> that had never sold a house. And uh, I look at what you did in your building that you live and how you, you like the hyper local, hyper fast side of things. Like if I could start over from scratch, cause I didn't like learn what you had done until later on in my career. Like I cover three counties. I cover a humongous amount of driving distance, you know, over 60,000 miles a year in driving. I do. To, wow. I, yeah. I sell <laughs> properties all over. And that's, I fly to a lot of houses too, like when I can, but like, it, like I tell people, everyone's like, oh, I need to go here and there and I need to sell this house and this neighborhood. And it's like, pick one spot, focus on it really hard for, I mean, actually one of my agents is here right now. We, we had this discussion earlier. It's like, man, if you, like, if you don't have a helicopter, but you're a good golfer, you know, pick the best community that has golf course and homes in it. Golf there every day, but always pick a tee time that has three strangers or two strangers. Bring Gatorade marketing materials, um, get their addresses, get their business cards. Play golf with them. You know, you, they're, they're going to spend four hours interviewing you. And you can either be a memorable, competent professional. You can be a drunken idiot. You can pee whoever you want to be. But, you know, if you enjoy golf, you could probably, you have three people to send market analysis of their homes every single day that you play golf with three strangers. And even if they don't want to move, they're, they're going to be like, man, that guy was, not only was he fun, he was a great golfer. I would play with him again. You know, he sent me, uh, you know, a handmade market analysis of my house and he does it every year um, on the anniversary of the day we played golf forever. You will, you will, you can't do that and not make two, three hundred grand a year off of just that. And I don't care what state you're in, you know, and you go to the more expensive places, man, you know, that's, you can, you can make three hundred grand in a, um, a week or a month in some of these markets. Hey, hold that thought. Do you want to get a hundred tips? for free from my best selling real estate book, The Hyper Local, Hyper Fast Real Estate Agent. If you do, go to hyperfasttips.com and you can download 100 of my best tips today. Again, that's hyperfasttips.com. You can download 100 tips on how to grow your business, get more clients, deliver more value to more people. Go to hyperfasttips.com. Yeah, there's, there's a... Neighbor, you can't see it unless I turn the camera around, but there's a neighborhood across the, the water here. I'm down in uh, Florida. It's uh, on a golf course, and I, I think the average home in there is like $10 million or something. So, you know, you, you, you do this in the, the right neighborhood, and, and you could add an extra zero to those numbers you just threw out there. I mean, yeah, and, and people think you have to have all this experience. You know, the wealthy, blue collar business people were like my bread and butter. I did a lot better with them than I did doctors and lawyers personally, because they'd look at me like, who's this young kid? Why is he making so much money at his age? You know, I had to go to 10 years of school for this. And for me, any of the guys that were like, you know, blue collar business people, well, they want me to earn the money because they, they would see that I was, you know, they connected with you better. Yeah, they were competent, sharp. We were, you know, mm -hmm. same similar stories. A lot of those people had sold real estate at one time or, you know, whatever it is. So I don't know that, that, that and they, and again, all wealthy people, they end up making money on real estate at some point because, you know, if you owned a property in Florida in the last 10 years, you're, you've made money, right? There's so just, and, and the business opportunities that have opened up from this job outside of just buying and selling houses. Are, are great. I know you do a lot of investing. I do a lot of um, Airbnb with my fiance. We have three all sports lake cottages. Those are every person 
again, people that like their business was in a slump. The stock market sucks right now. We're making 20% a year, you know, mostly tax free doing small all sports lake house cottages and then renting pontoon boats for 200 bucks a day and mm. 300 bucks a day for the house. And these mortgages are like between 1800 and 2500 a month. And we have a 90% occupancy rate. We rent them in the winter to, you know, we lower the rate and rent them in the winter. But from May 1st to the end of September, we're making two, 300 bucks a day plus 200 a day for a boat. Um, and it's pretty passive if you set them up right and you decorate them right. So, you know, everybody that's could, everybody that they know, you know, should be buying an Airbnb right now. And if you, if you're, you know, you think that they, these people don't want to move because you just sold them a house. Well, you know, get a down payment together and and property manage it for them. You can you can make easily one to two thousand dollars a month managing these properties for people, um, and they're just happy if it's getting them loan paid down a lot of times. Right. Yeah, I think there's a huge opportunity in short-term rentals. Uh, you know, for realtors to do personally like you have, but then also as another source of business. And if if you own an Airbnb, I don't know if you do this, but like that's i don't know three four different groups that come in each property a month if they're doing weekly rents uh do you let them know in some way shape or form that you're a real estate agent yep so you yeah. know again you have a little, little something with a qr code that you know has an interview video i have an interview video that you know people can watch and, and learn about me i also have a helicopter tour business uh, we offer helicopter tours over the lake. And that's another scenario where people are stuck interviewing me for an hour while I show them all the coolest houses in Michigan from the air. And I'm really just giving them a tour. But I keep my prices for helicopter tours really low. And I tell people I'm the cheapest in town for helicopters because I really <laughs> just want to sell you a house at some point. And it's funny, the, a guy, I used to rent his helicopter from him and I opened my helicopter tour business and he had a helicopter tour business at the airport. And he, he called the FAA and made false complaints against me before I even done my first flight because my, my price was, um, you know, 30% less than his. Hmm. And then, and then I, and then I cut the price in half after he did that. So he was charging $1,180 for the flight that I, we were doing and I was charging 600. I was like, fuck you, <laughs> you know, but I was just like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not trying to make a fortune off of these tours. I want to sell you guys a house. Yeah. That's a, that's a, I mean, a great idea because you're probably meeting people through that that have more disposable income than the average person right so again higher higher price actually points. like very few like wealthy people fly with me on the really? on the average you know it's it's a lot of people like date nights and people that are like here for adventure and i think there's you know again it still happens there are more adventure thrill seeker wealthy people but the amount of people that don't take me up on that that you, you think oh yeah these guys are going for a helicopter ride um, you know, I think it, I'd be more successful if I, I had a little plane and I had, um, I might say a little plane, I mean, at least a jet or a turboprop that I could charter people to the vacation spots, hmm. um, and have that as a perk of my business. And in September, I'm going to uh, finish my fixed wing rate and get a plane and start using it, uh, you know, for business. Cause it's a hundred percent write off as well. So another thing you should have, you, you do some, you know, jet travel. So when, when is your plane coming? <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll see on that. Um, I need, I need to get, uh, some, some pilot realtors like you in this area, but yeah, if I like, 
That's that is something I've always thought would be a fun um, avenue is is opening a network of pilot reelers and training people to do this like this and then yeah uh, it, it is something that would be cool but you know for you who you you do stuff in D.C. and in Florida correct yeah yeah we're, we're so back if you can forth. use that jet for business you can get have a hundred percent write off year one um, so next time you have a big capital gain go get a King Air two hundred King Air three fifty and get a pilot on your team and uh, and use it to for all your investors and stuff so but always fun stuff well i love that idea where where do you think are some of the better resources or ways that a realtor can go learn about how to do luxury marketing are there any resources that that you've you know maybe haven't mentioned yet that you think would would be valuable for someone to check out um I mean, there's like, there's, I, I think there's a lot of obvious things. You know, if you go into a Porsche dealership or a Ferrari dealership and you see how they conduct their business, how do they dress? I mean, usually I wear suits to, to work. Uh, I think that that's really important. Um, people underestimate that. And again, I've, I've fallen off of that a little bit lately because I did a, an Ironman and I lost some weight and my suits are kind of baggy right now. But um, I think, you know, Rather than rather than shopping at Nordstrom, go to a custom bespoke tailor in your area that clothes the wealthy people and be friends with them and they will give you real estate leads and watch how they conduct their business. Um, you know, it's like osmosis. It's you put yourself in the environment of that. But where you know where you can learn, you know, you really need to study study all of the luxury real estate agents that are in your area and look at what they're mm. doing. You you go to an event and they're all sponsored by realtors, they're all um, you know, they're all donating, they're all around the, you know, it's just like, there's almost always a core group of like a handful of people that you run into where all the wealthy people are. And, you know, if there's, um, a group like the Arete syndicate, I know people that have joined that, and that's a great organization for wealthy people around the country to network, you know, go sit at the Ritz Carlton. I took this from Josh Altman's book. This was the first time I, I got a, um, a lead sitting at a bar. I read his book and he talked about how he picked up this, you know, NBA player to, you know, buy a $20 million house in the line for Starbucks because he always went to that Starbucks because it was in Beverly Hills. Well, I went to the most expensive restaurant in Birmingham at lunch and I spread out like open house flyers, some of my Sotheby's stuff. Um, I had my computer open and this guy sits down next to me and he's like, what do you do? It's like, oh, I do, re you know, residential real estate in the area. And he's, I started telling him, you know, a little bit what I do with helicopters and luxury marketing and showing him my videos, which again, they're a resume for life. And he goes, man, this is great. I just referred somebody a $5 million house on Cass Lake. Um, I wish I'd met you, you mm. know, a couple days sooner because this is so much, so much nicer than what I've seen out there. And, you know, that was the first time I tried that tip from that book. So, you know, I, I mean, when I... When I first started in real estate, I had recently been doing a lot of motorcycle racing, and I started racing for the Ducati dealership, uh, you know, because the people, that, the Ducatis are the most expensive bikes. Whether or not they're the best doesn't matter. It's it's the perception. The people that buy Ferraris and nice houses buy Ducatis. So I would I would wear a suit. I'd go into my friend's dealership. Um, I'd sit and he had a little coffee bar there, and I'd try to help him sell bikes for free, because I was racing for his dealership. And I'd be like, hey, you know what? What do you, what kind of riding do you like to do? I do road racing. Here's, here's my top bikes for whatever you're doing. And then they would always share everything that they knew, 
all of their customers that were moving, they all became my customers for real estate. And I would go to racetrack events, I would follow them with a GoPro, and I'd coach them for free. Because you know, I'd won two national championships, and you know, these are just you know, 40 to 60 year old guys that have money, and it's a hobby for them. So if I can get them to go a little bit faster to beat their buddy, and then it comes time for them to buy something, they're, they're using me for sure. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you wanna take your real estate business to the next level? If you do, there's no reason to go it alone. Learn from people who've been where you want to go. Carrie and I have sold billions of dollars in real estate. We've netted over seven figures for seven years in a row now, and we wanna see if you would be a good fit to work for us. We don't work with a lot of people, but we wanna give you a chance to get on a free strategy call to see if we can help you get your business to the next level. Go to hyperfastcoach.com and apply for your discovery session today. Again, that's hyperfastcoach.com. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's another great strategy. It, it seems like just getting in the area where you wanna sell and finding people that like to do things that you're good at and like doing like can really get you far. It seems like you've utilized that in multiple ways or given advice of different ways to do that. Uh, I mean, do you really think it's that simple? Have you ever been to a show? I mean, yes, I do think it's that simple, yeah. but like, here's an example. Have you ever been to a showing on an expensive property and the listing agent is there and they are unreal at showing a house like they're just like you they blow you away with their attention to detail their knowledge of construction features finishes everything those guys every once in a while if you want to be that good or your buyers will become that person's buyers if you are not that right. knowledgeable. um you know there's a guy in my office he, he used to have a construction company that would build luxury displays for you know, Louis Vuitton and Gucci and all these places. So when he, like, when I first started in the business, I went to a couple of his open houses and I watched how, how well he was able to describe the differences in windows, the differences in construction features, materials, um, and really take their time walking people through the house. And it's like, you pick up stuff from people like that. And if you're just going in there with a piece of paper with the MLS ticket, telling them the price and be like, this is a bathroom, you know, there's four bathrooms, two bedrooms, whatever it's it, you know people need to view you as a resource um and a, like a trusted advisor rather than an overpaid door opener that's going to make a fifty thousand dollar check for putting their names on a pre-made piece of paper because that's like the perception of us to a lot of people and if you can't go out there and pick those things out you're not mm. going to get signed on these bigger listings so whether it is about the marketing but when you go in there and you and you know the history of the architect for the house for these special houses what they've done, what they typically sell for, why they get a premium. Um, you know, that's where you get a lot of success in this business. What do you think real estate agents should be doing differently right now with the market pausing or shifting or doing whatever, you know, it's going to do like, if, what would your advice be to be, what would your advice to real estate agents be right now? I would spend more time and resources on your existing customers. Mm. Um, you know, I think people get to the point where they're spending so much on advertising to strangers when they have a, literally a database that is a gold mine. You know, statistically, if you have a database of two, 300 people, you should be able to do 40 transactions a year between 
purchase, sale, and referral off of those numbers. So, you know, if you don't, you know, nine out of 10 people say they'd use the same real estate agent again, and only one out of 10 does. You know, my retention rate is ridiculous because we do past client events. We rent movie theaters, and you get to play a sweet movie trailer that you make with all of your customers' um, pictures and invite them to these events. So I would double down on the people. And, you know, even if you just sold somebody's house last year, January, between mm -hmm. January 1st and January 20th, you should make them a market analysis and say, hey, here's a yearly update of your neighborhood. Just wanted you to know you made a wonderful decision. You know, houses are now selling 10% higher than, than you bought yours for. And I just thought you should know how great of a job you did. I know that transaction was hard and I know the seller sucked. And, you know, if we ever see him in the street, we should hit him with our car. But you won because you just made, you know, this, whatever it is, I'm just like spitballing kind of what I would do with people and remembering the personal points of a transaction with them and mentioning them. So it doesn't seem like you're sending everybody the same email, like here's what your house is worth. You know, if you can, if you can personalize it, how are the kids? Did they ever win that state championship title that you were talking about? I know they were working really hard with it and you guys had to split up during the showings so that we could conquer this while they were while they were at practice. You know, you remember those tiny little details and people will refer you forever because people all want to refer people that will make them look good. It's not because they want you to necessarily make the money. Some people do, but they want you to be a reflection of them for their recommendation that they will then talk about it and say, thanks for putting me in touch with this person. My house, my last agent was so bad and this person really took care of me. Yeah, I love that advice to just lean into your existing clients and database. You know, so often that's the easiest group to get more business from, but the most neglected. So solid piece of advice there. And on that note, uh, it's time for our hyper fast round before we wrap up here. If you're ready for some rapid fire Q&A. Perfect. All right. What's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent? Learn and then earn, you know, read, study. Oh, and do as many open houses as you can. You yep. know, your entire goal in this business is to try to have a face-to-face -face with a human that can buy or sell real estate. And people at open houses are people that want to buy something and they probably have something to sell. And just do a really good job, you know, following up with those people. People want, like when you have a lot of time as a new agent, you have, something that I don't have. I don't have the time to put into the strangers that I used to. Like I can't go and, and do all the investigative work just based on the amount of transactions I'm doing. You you know, your value as an agent when you're getting started is your time. You're, you're a buyer's agent, you can show them each person 50, 60 properties and it's no big deal. For me, it's like, it starts to get, you know, your, your cost per hour eventually climbs to a level where you start to think about having a, a buyer's agent or something like that. But when you're, you're young and you're new and you're, you're hungry, just really work on those people really hard. I know that was a long answer to the question. For no, I love it. Uh, what's a mistake, uh, that you often see experienced real estate agents making? Oh, this one's just the other day. Uh, when, when you go to people will shit talk other real estate agents to clients like that person's bad, that person does this, and it makes you look so bad, right? I just sold a house for two and a half million dollars to people virtually, I knew their son, but virtually, um, and the listing agent was the top agent in our area. Well, they ended up staying a little bit in touch after the closing, even though it wasn't 
this person's client. And hmm. she's, you know, which is fine. Again, I'm not like jealous, but they decided that they don't really want to live in this house after, you know, they bought it over Zoom, uh, FaceTime. They decide they don't want to move in. And that agent goes, you know, Dylan doesn't really sell anything in this town. He, he He's kind of all over and he's messing around with his helicopters. Like that's not really, you know, you're not going to get the attention. I'm the number one agent in the area. And they were like so shocked that this person would say that, like that they were shit talking me when they weren't even, you know, that person's client. They're like, I think Dylan would do plenty of work. And it, it, it's the town I grew up in. I lived here for 20 years and my office is mathematically the closest office to their house possible. I have the highest sales price in Northville, it, you know, in the last several months. So, so for somebody to go out there and try to shit talk me and say, I don't do any business here to try to earn a listing, they just made sure that they, they wouldn't get it. And I see people do this all the time. They're like dogging on other agents all the time. I'm always like so nice to people. And like, you know, even the difficult people, I never mm. like blow up or explode on them when they do dumb stuff. I just, even that one, I'm not, I'm not going to go and call her out on it because one day I'm going to have to do another deal with her. And I don't want to be like, have that, you know, angry conversation where I get all butthurt because she told people that I don't sell in the area. It's just, it's just funny. Hmm. What's one thing you're doing now in your business that you were not doing a year ago? I, you know, that's a tough one. I mean, I'm kind of doing a lot of the same stuff. It's, there's not a, there's not something that I'm, I'm doing that's you know new or different than, um, just, Continuing what's working, huh? Yeah, I just keep doing what, you know, I always double down on what's working. And, you know, I mean, if something isn't working, you maybe drop it. But I'd say, you know, try something long enough to know where, whether it works or not, but don't don't try it forever. You know, like Zillow leads. Some people enjoy that. You know, it, don't, you know, they get tricked into all these, buying these magazines, subscriptions, where you're going to be this, in this, you know, I, I watch people spend a fortune being in magazines that have such a low distribution that nobody reads when they could be spending a thousand dollars a month making watercolor paintings, hiring an artist to do watercolor paintings of all the houses that you've sold. You want to get really good referrals, reviews, and deals from your sphere rather than being in a magazine that goes to strangers, spend that thousand bucks back on your, on your people and you know, whatever, send them. If you know that they have a favorite book or an author, find them a signed copy of it, especially the people that are really important to you. All right. Last question. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? So this year, my goal is to have enough passive income to live off of through Airbnb. So I figured around three to four properties, Again, I kind of live in a little bit more expensive of a lifestyle having aircrafts and I kind of like, you know, racing motorcycles. So it gets expensive. So I wanted to have, you know, replace my income with passive income. I wanted to sell real estate, continue to sell real estate, but then invest 100% of my commission into buying more real estate. I think a, every agent should be investing in real estate in some way, shape or form because how can you sit there and tell people you're going to protect their best investment and that real estate's the best investment? And then the only thing you ever do is own one home. Yeah. You know, they, people, people like go, they, they like act like they're all in on real estate, but then really they're all in on Bitcoin. And it's like, you know, <laughs> I, I see that all the time. They're like, they're at all the meetups and it's like, they own no real estate, no investment properties. And they're like, yeah, real estate's a great investment, but I don't own any. And here's this digital thing that's, you know, whatever that's, I don't know if that's an answer to the question. No, I love that one. Um, 
Yeah, and the passive income goal, and especially dealing with Airbnb. So that is amazing, and I've thoroughly enjoyed our interview today, and just all you know, so much amazing advice and uh, and tips that you gave out to people. To you know, I I think the the biggest thing for me is to find a way to meet people that like to do stuff that you like to do, and you can make several hundred thousand dollars a year, and you know, yeah. live an enjoyable life, which without is, gigantic student loans and yeah, you know, and one of these days you're going to come to Michigan for something and we're going flying or maybe I'll have to fly down to you. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could like pick me up in Palm beach County and we'll fly down to the keys or something. Could be, yeah. But yeah. I, I've thought about doing like half the year and Florida <laughs> half the year in Michigan, but you know, one of these days we got to, we got to get well, your, your, your governor loves coming down to Florida. So oh, yeah, my gosh. <laughs> this could be a long conversation. Yeah. We might offend some people. All right. Well, on that note, um, we will wrap up. If people want to get in touch with you, uh, to learn about luxury real estate or to, you know, if they have a home to sell, uh, luxury home to sell or any home to sell in Michigan, how, how do they reach you or find you? So I'm very approachable if you need help with like getting into luxury real estate. I've been on several podcasts before and people usually like, oh, does this guy have time for me? Feel free to give me a call, you know, find me on Instagram or TikTok, you know, my, my phone number is right on there and just send me a DM, send me, you know, give me a call. What's your Instagram handle? Helly Realtor. And, um, you know, also, I do a lot of luxury referrals around the country. So, um, you know, I just did one in Palm Beach for a you know, big, big one. Um, but, you know, I, I love doing referrals to people back and forth. So if you guys are interested and you're in a great market, um, you know, give me a call as well for that type of stuff. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Dylan. To all of our listeners and viewers, thank you for tuning in. Please. Leave us some feedback and share this episode with other people that you think would benefit from Dylan's amazing lessons. We will see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure and go to hyperfastagent.com to learn about upcoming in-person and online events. And don't forget to share this show with someone that you think could benefit from hearing it and make sure you subscribe on YouTube or anywhere that you can find podcasts. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around to the end. I hope you enjoyed that video, and if you want to see more, click right here. And if you want 100 real estate tips from my best-selling book, click right here to download them instantly. And if you're new to this channel, click below to subscribe.